Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this segment of the Business Life and Coffee podcast that I like to call Coffee Shop Q&A. So this is where you imagine that you're in your local coffee shop. You've got your favorite drink, whether that's espresso or apple cider or whatever it is, your vibe. And you're just sitting in the midst of a conversation with two really great people that uh, are your friends. We're going to talk about how to keep your business lean. And really, our guest today says there's no place for fluff in your business. So we're going to unpack what that means and how you can take some next steps to unfluff your business. All right. Chris LaGrasso is our guest, and she is the founder uh, and lead designer for Chris Cara. But also, she helps a lot of businesses get lean, stay lean, and be insanely profitable through some of the lean strategies that she talks about. So listen to this episode if you are trying to get lean, trying to get profits, and you just want to look at a fresh approach in your business. So Krista, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you too. Uh, excited to have you. So unfluffing your business, I kind of spun your term, there's no uh, room for fluff in your business, but what is fluff and why is there no room for it? Absolutely. So what happens, I think, when a lot of business owners start out is the nature of being new in business is that you're trying to find product market fit. So you kind of say yes to a lot of things. And what ends up happening over time is you have what I call the fluff in your business, which is you have multiple offers, you have multiple customers, you just have a lot of stuff that really doesn't actually give you the business that you really want, right? So a really lean business is one that's providing maximum value for your customers. It's providing maximum profits for your business. And when you have fluff in your business, it's just waste. It's wasted uh, products that simply aren't selling well or that aren't designed for your target market. It's activities and things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that don't actually support where you want to take your business and aren't mm -hmm. in alignment with your business model. So it's really just waste in your business that needs to go. All right. Well, let's let's drill down on that waste because for the, an early stage entrepreneur, they're going to... They may not know what the waste is. And for the person who's a little further along in their journey, I got a couple customers, you know, built up a, a good business. Maybe they have some people on staff. They may be thinking that something's fluff, but they aren't quite sure. So are there some practical examples of what fluff looks like in your business? You gave a great description, but let's kind of drill down to maybe some um, examples or some ways you've helped customers identify fluff and remove them. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you want to do on a really regular basis is take a look at the different activities that you do day to day. And you always want to be looking at those through the lens of are they producing the actual results and outcomes that you want? And a lot of times you'll find you're just doing things because you think you need to do them, but they're not actually producing the outcome and results. And a really good example of this that I see a lot in a lot of businesses is let's take social media, for example, because a lot of people try to reach their existing clients or reach new clients on social media. And people will think they need to be on all the platforms and all the places. And they're putting a ton of time and energy into it, but they're not actually getting a return on that investment. Whereas if they took one, they took their primary channel whether it's Instagram or a Facebook group or something, and they double down on their efforts in that one group or in that one place, they end up getting a lot better results. So kind of the 
fluff and waste in their business is they're spreading themselves too thin, kind of not really doing a great job in anything. So they're not getting those results and outcomes. That's so good. And I mean, I, I think I'm at one of those crossroad moments with uh, social media because when I started my journey and I'm, I'm pretty far along in the social media space, I felt like you had to have almost like shopping, right? I almost felt like you had to have product in every store. But what I'm finding is that the people that I want to buy aren't shopping in all of the stores that I'm putting product in. And I think I need your advice of maybe stepping back from some of the channels that I'm using and doubling down on where my eyes are and where my buyers are. Because right now, you're right, there's a lot of distribution going to different channels. And that means content has to be created and chopped up and all that other stuff. But focusing on the right place is extremely helpful. I think that's going to help a lot of people. Are there any other examples of fluff that you would care to share? Yeah, I see a lot of people thinking they need to do a lot of things that they don't need to do. And so you hear every day the bright, shiny object of the week, right? Like you have to be on LinkedIn. You have to be doing this. You need to have a sales funnel. You need to. Yeah, um, now, now it's TikTok. And TikTok, I'm like, I don't dance yeah. good enough for TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you will not see me doing the weird dancing, pointing thing on Reels or TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but good for everyone who does it. It's just right. not my thing. <laughs> um, but I see a lot of people, again, you know, the same symptoms as they pull themselves in a lot of different directions instead of focusing on the things that are working. And I think it's important to experiment in your business to save space for innovation so you can try new things and you don't fall behind. But I think that you also just need to figure out who is your ideal target market? Where are they? How do they want to consume information and gain knowledge and work with me? And you need to do that. And so I just I see people investing in a ton of different programs and implementing little bits of each of them and wondering why they're not working or getting really overwhelmed. I see that with my clients a lot. They come to me and they're like, well, I just bought this course on this and I'm in this group with this and I'm in this mastermind with this. And everybody's giving them different strategies and they're getting really overwhelmed and trying yeah. to piece a bunch of things together. Yeah, no, that's a really great point about spreading your even spreading your brain too thin because you do get into a space where if you let so many voices in, it's undoubtedly bound to happen that there will be conflicting opinions and you will uh, have these opinions and advice battle themselves and you won't really get work done. So that that's super important tip to take away. Let, let's back up a little bit, Krista. Let's talk about you. How did you get started in your journey? Where do you live? Who is Krista and why is she now this great guru on running a lean business. Yeah, my, my journey is a, a winding one, as I think most entrepreneurs' journeys are. Oh, yeah. Um, but I live in Connecticut, and um, I had actually gone to school initially for art. I was in college with a fine art major, and I knew I wanted to do my own thing. I knew I wanted to have my own business. And so about halfway through my um, time in school, I said, you know, maybe I should get a business degree. I really should figure out if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I should really figure out how to run a successful business. So I went and I ended up getting a business degree, graduated with a lot of the college debt that so many people graduate <laughs> with and said, OK, okay. <laughs> I'm going to build this business. But while I do it, I'm going to work for a little while, pay off the loans. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was managing a Starbucks. And one of my morning customers from Starbucks actually knew that I graduated with a management information system degree, which was uh, part of the school of business mm -hmm. and said, hey, I've got this opportunity. I think you'd be a great fit for it. Would you want to come on? But I need you tomorrow. And the only way to do that is for you to come on as a consultant. And I said, 
okay. I mean, I didn't know what a consultant was. I didn't know anything. I just graduated college. It sounded great to me. <laughs> yeah, right. So I ended up taking that role and it ended up being in a company that was very into lean manufacturing. And so I ended up just kind of being immersed in this way of working lean. And I absolutely loved it. And for the past 20 plus years, I've continued to work in these lean types of companies and types of environments. And I've helped people adopt uh, lean ways of working. Um, and at the same time, I had gone and started my jewelry business, which is Chris Cara that you mentioned at the beginning. And I ended up getting myself in trouble with that business because I scaled it way too quickly. I overinvested. I produced too much product. The market pretty dramatically changed right at the time that I launched the business. And so I ended up with product that I still have downstairs in my basement collecting <laughs> dust <laughs> and a whole lot of business debt to go along with it. Yeah. And I ended up in a place where I had to make some really tough decisions in my business. I was getting pressure to move production overseas and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep production in the US. Mm -hmm. I was getting pressure to reduce my costs, which again, I was trying to figure out how to do that and keep production in the US. And I also was getting pressure financially to say, can I keep this business afloat right now? And it struck me that I'm doing all this great work in lean and I'm helping all of these companies be successful with lean practices and I'm not using them in my own business. If I was, I would not be in the scenario that I'm yeah. in right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's how the lean out method was born as I just looked at what am I doing with these large companies? How can I apply this to my own business? And I ended up, I've had a lot of success with Chris Cara. I kept all production in the US. I did get my prices better. At the same time, I increased quality, stuff that people told me I was absolutely crazy for and wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. But I did it all through applying these lean practices. And I've since taken that and applied them now to any type of business, not just product, but also coaches and consultants and service-based businesses, because there's waste in any type of business, whether it's a physical product product or a service. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. So, so, and that's a, that's a great story. I think that's um, helpful for someone that's listening because you, uh, what it sounds like is you kept your values and you kept what was important to you, but you found a way to realize those values in a profitable way through the, through the lean out method. And I think that's super helpful because sometimes people will go to coaches or even maybe their board of advisors or people that speak into their business and they'll be tempted to change, tempted to switch their value, tempted to change what they believe in. But you're saying it's possible, uh, I guess if you have the right goals, right? Uh, right, right um, philosophy that you can tailor this lean out method to a lot of different things. Would that, would that be fair to say? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think as an entrepreneur, right, one of our strengths is that we're pretty scrappy, right? We're pretty yeah. innovative when we need to be. And sometimes your biggest challenges are actually your biggest opportunities. I wouldn't have told you that at the time. But in hindsight, I realized that is I was at a place where I had to make a decision. Was I going to close my business or was I going to compromise on my values of keeping production and quality and everything where I wanted it to, to be in the U.S.? And it was because of that that I got innovative and scrappy and kind of figured it out. So for anybody yeah. listening, if you're in one of those rough spots, leverage this as the opportunity that it is, even if it might not feel like it at the time. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Uh, and I think that's the sign of a, of a really good entrepreneur is learning how to pivot in the right way. Let's let's talk a little bit about we know your story, but but your customers on your website, which is crystalgrasso.com. You mentioned that you work with businesses large and small, different industries. You know, we drive their their cars, ride their planes, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me, who's your customer? Who do you who do you help and why them? Yeah, for the past 20 years, I've worked with Fortune 50 clients. So really big, huge, multi-billion dollar global brands. I'm currently actually working with a Fortune 10 company and you know can't say exactly who they are, but you definitely drive their cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's, you know, I just, I consult with these really large businesses and I love helping them bring their products to life and really improve their quality and just the entire workplace. But that being said, my real passion is working with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And so over the past couple of years, I've made more of a shift to working with really coaches and consultants and more service-based businesses that are either solopreneurs or have small teams. And I really ultimately want people to have long-term sustainable success. And I, having almost gone out of business and seeing so many of my peers actually go out of business, I just, to me, that's just such a big driver. And that was what motivated me to kind of shift my, my market to the small business owner. So so I could help them be successful and have that lasting success. So today I do about 80% with my big consulting clients, about 20% with small business. But by the end of the next year, it'll be flipped. Oh, all right. The 80-20 rule that uh, that rules our lives in many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's awesome to hear. And it's great to see that you are taking these big concepts that you are applying to big brands and pioneers of industry and you're distilling them in a way that is helpful to the small business owner. That, that's pretty much the model that I have with my business as well is how do we take these big concepts and then put them on the bottom shelf so that they're easy to reach for uh, a small business and so that they're attainable for a small business. Realizing that you don't need a big budget, you don't need you know X number of people on your team to realize some of the principles and values that that make teams and uh, businesses successful. So that, that's awesome. My next question was going to be around just the topic of a leader getting in the headspace of, of going from thinking, I've got to have this big scaled out thing to I can thrive lean. I think now is a particularly good moment for people to be focusing on that because we're in the midst of this uh, pandemic that we're in. But, you know, I think there's never a wrong time to evaluate your business. So how do you what when you're consulting with a client or when someone's on the phone with you and saying, I kind of believe in, in this and I kind of want to work with you, but I'm not 100 percent sold. What are some of the, the things that you'll share with them to convince them that lean is the way to go? 
Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is this, you have to be super crystal clear on your vision. And when I think about vision, I think about three facets. So it's not just where you see your business in the future, but it's where you see your life and lifestyle in the future. And it's where you see your customers in the future and what your customers are going to need from you in the future. And if you think about that future state vision, and then you look at the business that you have today, what I find is there's usually a disconnect. And that's often where there's an opportunity to lean out. There's people who will say, oh, I really want to travel. I want to kind of only have a couple virtual assistants. But their business model is more of like this big giant empire, right? And it's, mm-hmm. if that's your vision, then that's what you should do. But if your vision isn't in line with the business model that you have today, that's where you really do want to look at that. And so we always start with where do you actually want to go and what do you see in the future Who's your ideal customer? What are they going to need from you? Are they going to grow with you? Like, are your current customers coming with you for the ride? Or are you always serving like an entry level, more startup type business? And so we really look and dig into all of that to compare that to where they're at today and the trajectory of their current business to see if they're going to (laughs) meet or if they're kind of on divergent paths. Yeah. And that's usually a really good indicator that you might need to lean out. The other thing is you can scale and have a big business that's a lean business, but you have to first, I see business as in the emerge stage, which is what I call startup. It's like you're way out here. You're you're kind of all over the place. You're trying to figure everything out. You're trying a lot of things. You usually have a lot going on in your business. What I see some people do is they try to scale that and it just keeps getting bigger and it becomes unmanageable. You need to kind of first lean out and get really clear on what are the offers that are actually my most profitable, most successful offers, the ones that provide the most value to my clients and that are actually best for the business. And you need to look at all the things you do in your business, your systems, your processes, your tools, your expenses, right? And you need to look at all that and see what's working and what stays. And then once you nail that, you scale but you don't want to scale noise. And I see a lot of people try to scale noise. And sometimes when they come to me, they're in that place and they're like, I just, I just have too much. I've got too much going on. (laughs) Like help me simplify, please. (laughs) I think that's the game changer. People scale noise. And I think reason why people scale noise is because they're busy. It gives them something to do. There's some micro tangible win for them of completing a task even if that task doesn't result in moving the business forward or driving revenue into the business. So I love that. Don't scale noise. That's another one. So you need to run with, uh, get the fluff out of your business and you need to run with don't don't scale the noise because I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're rounding the we're rounding our our time. Um, and this has been super phenomenal. So if you've been listening to this episode and uh, there's been an actionable tip, definitely tweet about it, Instagram about it, put it on LinkedIn. Uh, but but Krista, um, how can people reach out to you? How can people take a next step to uh, get to know you and perhaps maybe even become a customer? Yeah, absolutely. You can find out more at leanoutmethod.com. That's probably the best place to find me. Or I spend most of my time on Instagram. That's my one social media channel that I actually double down on. Um, And on Instagram, you can find me at Krista Grasso. Awesome. Awesome. So do you have any parting thoughts that you want to share? Any final takeaways or summary takeaways that you think would be helpful? 
Yeah. If you guys want to lean out your business, and I would say no matter where you're at, no matter what stage you're at, you should want to lean out your business to some extent. Start with getting really clear on that vision that I mentioned. And that's looking at the long term, but then set some near term goals. So look at your next 90 days and say, what do I need to do in the next 90 days that's going to take me closer to that vision? And then take a really close look at the things you do on a day to day basis and make sure they actually are in alignment with those that vision and your goals. Because a lot of times I see that disconnect and that some of that waste in your business. So those are some immediate things you can do right now to start to lean out and get some of your time back so that you can focus on those things that drive the most profit and provide the most value. Awesome. Well, Krista Grasso, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I feel like I could take some stuff and radically change my business. Um, and I hope you listener uh, have been enjoying this episode as well. Make sure you give it five star review on Apple Podcasts and share it wherever you listen to the show. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.